ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, mauling time is here. That's right. We're talking about Netflix's Tiger King, the Joe Exotic story or something like that on Kill by Kill. Well, greetings and salutations, Internet. It's your old pal, Patrick Hamilton. And I'm coming to you once again from either Oklahoma or North Carolina or Florida or someplace where you can have a lot of tigers and people go, oh, well, that's odd. This is the Kill by Kill podcast where we're dedicated to celebrating the least discussed component of any horror film, the characters. But of course, uh, as, a, as a special um, mental health episode, we're going to focus on the characters in Dick Fingers of uh, Netflix's Tiger King. And as always, there's only one person that I trust that if I want to build out this private zoo, she's going to help me recruit lots of underage women and felons to do all the work for me. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? Have you ever wanted to hold a snow leopard? Here here you go. I've got one in my pocket right here. I, now, I personally felt very guilty (laughs) about this because... That sounds fantastic when you divorce it from every other ounce of knowledge that I have. But um, uh, upon upon watching it, you can't help but feel like all of this should be illegal. All of it. And yet somehow it is not yet. No, no, it isn't yet. And I don't know how any of these people thought participating in this, outside of the fact that a camera is pointed at them, would help them. And yet, I have yet to read about the federales raiding any of these camps and taking out these insane felons who should not be in charge of animals or young people. Have you have you actually finished it yet? Yes, I have. Okay, because if you recall, at the end of the last episode, they do mention the, the Doc Antles. Yeah, zoo was uh, was raided in like December, I think, but yeah. uh, but nothing more has come about that as of yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think at best, a lot of these places are going to get nailed on abusing animals because there's, uh, but <laughs> as as if that is a lighter sort of crime that people can dismiss, uh, which it is not, but also, I just. I was struck over and over again that they would introduce a new character and that character would be worse than the last one. Some, some of them, some of them missing limbs. <laughs> they, surely the next person I meet won't be worse than this one, but no, 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 no. They found another person and that every single person who does this thing is in fact the same person. Just in a different skin suit. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, all I would like criminals I would... who, who. Go ahead. No. <laughs> uh, uh, they're all criminals. <laughs> they're all criminals who have cults of personality, who draft people who are in desperate situations, either because of finances uh, a, a rocky, uh, violent past, or they're too young to know any better, and they just exploit the living fuck out of them. Joe Exotic, all of are, them. 
our 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 hero, if you want to call it that, uh-huh. apparently would recruit people who were just sitting out front of bus stations <laughs> and said like, "Hey, do you want to come work around you know two thousand pound tigers? Sure yeah. thing. Sure, why not? <laughs> Sounds like a great opportunity. Wait a second. There's a truck that comes that unloads expired meat. You get all the free expired meat you want. <laughs> you get first pick of the expired meat that I feed my wild animals. I mean, yeah, in- there was a there was a stunning statistic at the end of the series. We're only going to cover the first four. I think. Oh fuck it, let's do the whole thing. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> Where it said there are only 4,000 tigers left in the wild. And yet anywhere between 5,000 to 11,000 owned in the United States. Yeah. I mean, come on. Your neighbor could have a tiger in his house. And there'd be no problem with it. Just this is what we conquered this already occupied nation to do is have dangerous fucking animals because rah, rah spin around the flag it's just like what are what are we doing Why? yeah yeah this uh this 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 documentary is like a, a libertarian's wet dream <laughs> it, it is it is and in fact they have an out and out libertarian who at one point tries to recruit i guess he successfully recruits joe exotic uh the pontiac uh firebird given life uh <laughs> joe exotic and just uh, says, you can run for governor. And he does. And he gets 19% of the, the vote. And he's like, uh, you're going to be the libertarian candidate. And he's like, he doesn't know what a libertarian is. He also he also ran for president at one point. And, and, and I love that his, his campaign commercial was, was, I am gay. I am broke as shit. <laughs> I have had weird sex. <laughs> All right. I mean, listen, it's a selling point. I'll give you that. I've been, I mean, I've been he... married to several straight boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, his, his menagerie there is awe-inspiring. It, it, it varies wildly between being funny and, and disturbing. Yes. Um, because he's obviously none of these young men that he is quote unquote married to, although you know you can't marry more than one person that's that's against the law. Um, they're none. You find out that none of them are actually gay. That yeah. they that they've been sleeping around, you know, with the female staff at the zoo, and yet he's taking like all these like uh, glamour shots of them together, and then they have like a plural wedding. Yes. Where I, I love my favorite thing is the fake New York Post mock-up cover yes. celebrating their wedding. Yeah, he perfect. makes he makes them get these absolutely insane tattoos, which yeah. which I I I am I I was like I, there's no going back after you see um, John who who ends up being very sympathetic. Um, yes. I mean the first thing that you notice about John is that he's got some dental issues, which which. Mm-hmm. Have been have been resolved. So bless John. Um, <laughs> for whatever reason, John spends much of his interview being without a shirt on. Yeah. I, I just just like um, 
It seems uh, to be his natural state. Yeah, uh, just like for some reason, uh, Safi, the the employee that lost her arm, mm-hmm. is just interviewed in front of a pile of garbage. <laughs> I, I I'm not saying that the that the the documentarians went out of their way to to make these people look worse than they actually are, but I'm not mm-hmm. not saying that either. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so at one point, um, uh, John has many tattoos, none of them good. Uh, but the the real standout is a uh, tattoo he has over his pubic line that says "Privately Owned by Joe Exotic," and and let me tell you when when he gets that covered at the end of the uh, at the end of the series, granted by an equally tacky tattoo, but but one that's you know yeah, well, Nick. less uns- one that's less unsettling. I, I cheered. I, I pumped my fist. <laughs> it is a moment of catharsis. It it feels yeah. like okay. He's he's moved on in in some way, shape, or form, as if. Uh, but it just feels like all of them are are just lost, just absolutely lost. And the only thing they can grab onto is, I can keep these wild tigers alive in Oklahoma. And you're like, why, why, why is this the thing you need to do? Why is this the thing that anyone? needs to do and it turns out a lot of people really need to do it oh i totally buy that 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 there's a certain sort of like very powerful energy to to be able to get that close to to a tiger i mean i've never i've never like i don't know if you ever actually held a tiger cub or anything like that i i have not um but but i can you know i can see where that would be very powerful to somebody um, yes. And then in a lot of cases, you know, I almost felt a little bad because they raised a lot of these tigers from cubs to, you know, full grown cats. And, you know, you bond with them like you bond with any other animal. Yes. And, and um, there's I think there's like a purity of intention there, but it very quickly becomes bogged down and they and they call themselves zoos. But what it ends up being every single time is a circus. It's a circus, and it's also oh, and also we're selling. Who knew that you could buy a tiger cub for two thousand dollars? Two thousand dollars. That's crazy to me. That it's that low. You can you can buy it. You can buy a cub for two thousand dollars. It'll cost you thirty thousand dollars a month to feed it, (laughs) but you could get one for two thousand dollars. Yeah. Yes. I don't like who is. Propping up this marketplace of easy to get giant tigers. I just. I mean, uh, clearly, I mean, the answer we see is drug dealers and people that might have murdered their husbands. <laughs> um, yes. I mean, Joe Exotic obviously is is the thing that draws you in. But the person that I found compelling over the long haul of it really was carol baskin because she is one of those people who can't help but tell on herself right throughout the entirety of this she she remains she remains the quote-unquote good guy in this and yet she also definitely murdered her husband (laughs) she definitely murdered her husband she's also exploiting her workforce and probably not treating those cats very well like I can't imagine that PETA is super into supporting what she's doing either. Not that PETA is a fantastic organization. It feels like every time you're introduced to something bad, worse is just around the corner straightening its 
you know, jean jacket. <laughs> I almost said tie, but let's be fucking serious. <laughs> their friend, their fringe suede jacket. Oh my god! Or their fringe suede vest. It just or wearing a bandana underneath an Oakley cap. It's just everywhere you look. When when you think, hey, the person I relate most to in all seven episodes of this is the guy who may or may not have been the inspiration for Scarface. That is a cast <laughs> of fucking characters. I mean, wow. Like, the guy who's got it most together is the guy who should have gone away for 120 years and didn't. And, and now... I, go ahead. No, just he's like owns the zoo and at one point they're like you're never gonna get into that zoo and the next thing he do they let him into the zoo with the cameras <laughs> oh my god yeah no it's it's you you learn a lot of interesting things about people in yes. this um you learn that meth is very very bad and and you should definitely mm. never use it um it because that is teeth that is not something i knew maybe that's something that gave away on breaking bad but i never oh no that's that's that. that's that's they call meth mouth it, it makes your teeth uh, fall out um yeah. uh you know he basically joe exotic basically hung on to his very young husbands mostly by keeping them high much of the time yeah uh which is gross and sad yes um you also learn that it does not take very much to get, get to get women to agree to be in a plural relationship. <laughs> oh my god! At least two different characters in this in this movie. Two, you know, not terribly attractive and and kind of creepy men are both bragging about how they have this like harem of women and and you know they're all very young. all you have to do is show them a tiger and they're yours and and. You know, the, the, you know, at the end of the, uh, at the end of the series, one of them, his wife's about to give birth. And he's talking about how he wants to hire a sexy nanny. And it's just like, and he's just laughing, like, you know how it is, guys. You know? <laughs> and, and it's just like, you know, how are people, you know, how do you, it's sort of like, you know, for, you know, when you, when you find out that like, you know, there's a serial killer and they have a partner. And yeah. it's like, how do you manage to convince people of this? Like how do you how do you manage to convince someone come work for my zoo? You could be one of my four or five girlfriends. <laughs> I'm gonna change well, your I'm gonna change your name, but it's okay. Yeah, because you get a house out of the deal. You not only not only that, these people's parents are coming to work for the zoo. Yeah, poor Travis, who who you know in the probably the most upsetting scene in the whole thing his mother is working there yeah. and, and she's got to know that's not a healthy relationship for him to be in yeah no it's it's really disturbing and the and I the was... and the the gal that goes to work for doc Antle, she's like oh my mom drove me down here it's like what <laughs> your mom your mom drove me to the tiger harem uh yeah because the website looked great um <laughs> this is a legitimate operation no, it has to be. It has a website. How can it be bad? Uh, I mean, that's another thing. It's like no one hides what a terrible person they are. No. And one guy's bragging just... about how he would, he would smuggle in tiger cubs in a suitcase. Oh, God. Just the grossest shit. And you're like, this guy looks like bad news. Just... He looks like, you know, he looks like he kept reminding me of... um. 
uh, uh, Tobin Bell. He looked like Tobin <laughs> Bell. Yes. And I mean, Tobin Bell might be in real life, might be a little bit too old to play him. But I, oh, I was I was dream casting this uh, this thing spiritually left a, and right. A, but he definitely reminded me of Tobin Bell. A fresh on the scene Tobin Bell. Right, 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 right. Made perfect sense for this. Uh, yeah, because he he's got the same sort of triangle face. Right. Uh, Had a little, the little sort of little beady eyes and all. You know, I mean, not not to you know be mean to Tobin Bell, but he does a reason why he plays bad guys a lot. He just kind of has that look. Right. No one has accused Tobin Bell himself of being a bad guy. We're talking about a, a, a screen presence type. Right, 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 right. I'm sure he's a perfectly nice guy in real life, but but he but he plays oh, no. he, he plays you know very very effective villains. Yes, he's you can you can believe it for one reason or the other. Um, and, and yeah, here, and these people these people are villains. Yes, and and you know your 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 head is spinning as you I don't know which one of these people I'm supposed to you know hope things work out for. You kind of hope there's some sort of cataclysmic thing at the end, cat, of course, being the pun I'm going for, um, that takes them all down. And it's somewhat disappointing that they don't all go down. It's just the threat that they might go all down. But there are obvious people who are in who should be convicted of crimes, who just are left, you know, jet skiing. <laughs> You're like, how the fuck does this work? How are you? How do you still have a job? How are you still employed? How is this zoo still operating? How does this fucking work? Why? Why do I don't know? Why do ter- Why do good things happen to terrible people? I suppose is what I'm left with at the end of it. After I'm done laughing at how insane it all is. All you can all you can do is laugh to keep from crying, basically. Right? Yeah. I mean, like the the. The episode, uh, you know, if, you're, if you haven't watched it yet, this is a spoiler. Um, Travis, one of uh, Joe Exotic's husbands, accidentally—I'm going to say it probably was not an accident—shoots um, himself. Um, mm. you, you don't see it, but you see the reaction of someone who saw him, and that that, cat, that guy, despite being libertarian, is pretty sympathetic. He seems completely devastated by that. He as as, as, as any by it. As, as anyone would be, yeah. and I mean, it's almost comical the way his reaction is. You, you think it's like like a freeze frame because he's just sitting there with almost this like Home Alone face where he's got like you know the the yeah. and it's like oh there's a free no he's just he's just like in complete shock and 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 it's the same episode where he you know we talk about Joe Exotic's political campaign and and it's absurd. Yeah. And then it's you know, literally two months later he he marries someone else. Another person who exactly fits into the mold. Another 19-year-old straight boy. Yeah. Who is just enraptured with what he's doing. Uh, The whole thing is just, you keep smacking your own face. You can't believe (laughs) that anyone falls into it. And yet, by uh, osmosis and extension, we all are. Because... Becky and I are not one to rampage through something. Even shows we like, it takes us a while to get through. We killed this in a weekend. And it's not because we're, we're staying at home. We work from home anyways. It's not because we're not busy. We happen to be busy. 
it's just oh yeah you have to see you have to see what happens next you have to see what happens next i mean i did i admittedly i did spoil myself a little bit like (laughs) i i knew i knew what happened i knew going in what happened to travis i just didn't know when it was going to happen oh Um, yeah i think we moved through too fast to uh actually research it we just allowed it to (laughs) take over our lives for a saturday afternoon I mean, the best part is, is that uh, we haven't really spoken too much specifically about Joe Exotic, who who is kind of the, uh, I mean, I guess you can't really call him the protagonist. I guess you can call him the protagonist. Protagonists yeah. aren't, aren't, aren't always heroes. But um, yeah. he, he, was, he was an inveterate recorder of himself. And amazingly, his, his YouTube channel is still up and active. I mean, obviously, he's not posting anything to it because he's in jail now. Yeah. But um, but you can watch like they show a lot of clips from these country music videos he makes, in which shockingly he doesn't do his own singing. I mean, when you when you hear his speaking voice, you, you know you you're, you you know that that rich country tenor <laughs> he's singing is not his actual voice. I, I don't know what poor soul he paid off to to not tell anybody. Oh, hey, that's my singing voice, but. Yeah, apparently it's this twosome out of Washington State uh, that that wrote and sang all of the stuff in, like, I think he's providing some backgrounds or whatnot. But when he sings along with it at one point during a funeral, you're like, it becomes very clear this is not the same guy who is recording it. But at, But just moments earlier, he's like, sometimes I just drive around and listen to myself sing. He's that delusional yeah that if it comes within his realm his magical thinking allows him to just go along with it it's like this is me singing these are my songs these are my tigers i you know i'm doing this all for my dead brother and you're like no 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 you're you're crazy pants and everyone else is buying into it just like I'm buying into it by continuing to watch. I'm not that much smarter, I suppose, is what it's come down to. I mean, I definitely didn't know. I definitely didn't know that up to 11,000 tigers like are just living in people's houses <laughs> in, in the United States. Yeah. I mean, there, there was a, there was a pretty famous case here some years ago. Uh, I believe it was before I lived here, but where somebody was keeping a tiger in an apartment Oh no! And and I I don't know how that works. I I don't know how people keep large dogs in a New York apartment. But but <laughs> but you know a, a lot of times. I mean these are not like good people. These tend to be like drug dealers and just generally disreputable people who you know show their their you know their personal worth by the fact they have a tiger. Like I said, everybody thinks they're Al Pacino and Scarface. Yes, everyone does. It's really wild how many people believe themselves to be this king of the jungle, and they create their own jungle and and continue. just and just looking down at everybody else who does the exact same thing. Yes, like every you know, like 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 uh, uh, Joe says about Doc Antle, it's like yeah, he's got a cult going on over there, and. <laughs> you know, and and the oh my god, this voice that he speaks in—I mean, it is pure. Christopher Guest couldn't come up with a a better you know voice for this character. Yeah, it, I'm sure at some point Christopher Guest is is seeing this happen and just throwing a half-completed outline right into the shredder because 
this is everything that he is going for uh, just with real people it's it's so mind-numbingly crazy you just can't believe it's gonna get weirder and then it instantly gets weirder every step of the way i think it loses a little bit of steam around episode six or seven it, it does they, they could have they could have condensed they could have condensed uh because you know they're trying to drag it out it's like well which which of these people are going to betray him and it turns out all of them yeah everyone because because none of these people care about each other not 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 and they shouldn't they're bad mm. people they none of these people should care about each other no it's crazy that, that they got involved in the care industry even if it's care of giant jungle cats who have no business being in the united states how they reached this level is mystifying to me. Um, Joe is so compelling. So just, you can't, he's a, a very American character in that he's created something out of nothing. And that something he's created ha has no business being. <laughs> it's just, it should be smoke. And for right, but he, reason, but he has the support. Real. He has the support of a fair amount of people who thinks that Americans should be able to do whatever they want. Yes. Yeah, whether whether that is owning exotic animals or marrying underage people or marrying more than one underage person, you know, it you should be able to do whatever you want. And he pretty much does without repercussion up until the very end. I mean, he's a person who. Is so openly calling for the death of another human being that you would think that at some point he would be at least warned, stop doing this. And he doesn't. And it all comes back to bite him in the ass. And yet the person whose death he's calling for, pretty, like, allegedly, totally killed her fucking husband. <laughs> And has gotten away with it scot fucking free. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. And she's and, she's no she's no hero either. She just <laughs> happens she just happens to be the least awful out of a lot of awful people. I think she's the most palatably awful person because well actually, actually let me re rewind that the most palatably. Um, awful person is the guy they base Scarface off of. Yeah. Because he is a private zoo and he just like, this is what I do. But he's also breeding all of these animals for profit. So, but he doesn't require a whole bunch of people. He's like, I, I only do what I can do with me and my wife. And I don't, <laughs> I don't involve anyone else. Whereas all these other people recruit the most vulnerable in society and exploit the living fuck out of them. Carol Baskin is just a step um, above that on the horrific scale because she is not paying any of her volunteers. Her conditions are just as bad, if not worse, than anyone else's. I mean, the best you could say is that at least she's probably not trying to sleep with her employees. <laughs> and that includes Howard. Um, at one point, <laughs> because Howard is kept... I, I, yes, I have yes. a feeling. Ha yeah, Howard is definitely her uh, her slave. Yes, he seems like a very rational human being, but almost built for the specific purpose of business. 
just he's Howard the business guy. At one point, they're on the couch sitting next to one another, and there's meant to be this oh this triumphant moment between the two of them. And she reaches over and pats his fist and doesn't touch him again <laughs> for nearly three episodes. Um. Oh my God. Wow. At one point, she uh, is rebutting the idea that Joe Exotic was set up to be eaten by his own tigers. Uh, Joe says, oh, someone put perfume on my boot and I almost got bitten by a tiger. And she's like, oh, if you really wanted a person to be eaten by a tiger, you'd be like, cover them in sardine oil or something. And... So, uh, I'm surprised the lawyer didn't just leap out from behind a bush and tackle her to the ground. It's like, at <laughs> no. no point do you sound like a person who hasn't killed her husband by dousing his socks in sardine oil. Now, my, my favorite one was when she did some sort of like, like how to get rich video. And oh she, she she's like, you could earn the money or you could get rich accidentally. And she literally like does the little like side eye thing. <laughs> Wow. She does a long wow. a la Arrested Development where the eye just closes and never <laughs> opens back up again. And you're like, something shifty about that. Right. That shifty as fuck. She is guilty. Guilty as hell. And she's bad at hiding it. And the only thing keeping her afloat is that her crime was, it was so incompetently investigated and no one do you think let's collect that tiger poop that we're, we're never gonna know <laughs> and joe's like she did it right i'll give her this she killed that husband the right way <laughs> why am i trapped with all of these terrible terrible people and you, you and all and all they're not they're it's even worse because they're terrible people who think that they're good people Yes, which is which is the 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 worst combination. It, it's no. Let me let me let me correct that. They are people who think that they are you know on a crusade, that they're heroes for what they do, and they're not. And they also all they're all stupid people who think that they're very smart. <laughs> yes. Well, it's worked up until now, so everything that happens is proof that. What they've done is just bored out. Like, I must be a genius because I'm continuing to recruit all these underage women and then make them into my harem. And I sell all these baby tigers all over the world. So, you know, daddy's got to be doing something right. And you're like, no, no, you just, for whatever reason, haven't fucked up enough to get caught. Um, But uh, I... I just hope they all are, but you know that they probably won't be. Right. I mean, I, I checked the, um, I looked online. Uh, the zoo is still open yes. you know, with limited hours because of coronavirus, <laughs> but it's still open. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing that most people do not understand about this virus is that it only operates within certain parameters of the day. It takes a nap <laughs> like we all do. It must sleep. Oh, Jesus Christ. If this, if this doesn't turn into fucking Captain Trips. I mean, the the most magical thing about that whole stand thing is that 
that flu spreads in like three weeks and yeah. it's just like it's over. And it's like a it's like a 99 fatality rate yeah it just take it just takes out everybody except for one deaf guy and the, this doofus who keeps spelling out moon <laughs> uh and here it's just like it's the opposite of that but people you just instantly see how the the failure of imagination fails us all (laughs) people do not get it and i understand why they don't get it it's hard to get but holy fuck do people not get it oh yeah no absolutely not um (laughs) oh my god this poor woman who loses her arm in episode she's very chill about it she is I mean it's like it's another she says to the to a camera crew it's just another day and I've never heard a sadder statement in my entire life. It was it's she went she went she went back day. to work after like a week. Yeah. Uh I I'm glad that she's so adaptive. I uh, I'm I'm glad that it did not destroy her life because I really don't want her life destroyed. But on the other end of it like Joe says, oh, the this is going to ruin me. And it doesn't. And I kind of wish it did. I guess she didn't sue him or anything or, or, or you know, I, I don't know. I mean, he surely he would have gotten a fine or something from, you know, I don't know, OSHA. Is that yes. how that works? Yes. Uh, but the idea is that she stuck her arm into the cage. So therefore... Somehow this is her fault, but she probably shouldn't have been working feeding tigers that way to begin with. No, no. Oh, oh my God. This poor girl. This is why you don't, you don't have volunteers working at your, your big cat reserve. Oh, she's being paid in expired meat. And, and like a hundred dollars a week, I think. Yes. A hundred dollars a week. Which they kind of grouse at, but not really. It's like, well, you know, should I ever expect anything more? And that's another, like, beneath the belly laughs, and this this uh, series provides a great many of them, there are tremendous, just dour so- sob stories. Oh, yeah. And, Everybody is like an ex-addict or, you know, they, they had a hard life or they have a criminal record. And it kind of, you know, shines a light on how, you know, extremely reluctant we are as a country to, to, you know, give second chances to people who have, you know, started out, you know, on a rough path. So they have no choice but to to take a job under questionable uh, uh, safety circumstances for for less than minimum wage. And they and it's just like this king of shit mountain (laughs) thing where... Uh, whoever becomes the king of shit mountain makes everyone else do all the shit and they very rarely get touched by it. And once you get knocked down that peg, all it takes is Jeff Lowe coming in to take things over. And that's it for Joe exotic. He's in the exact same place that he put everyone else in, which is danger because Jeff Lowe's first priority from that moment on is to fuck him over and take over that zoo and try to move it behind the casino, which he never does. 
because he doesn't have any fucking money. No, yeah, nobody, everybody's misrepresenting themselves. Yeah, everybody's claiming they have more money than they actually do. How does that James Gerritsen guy make money? I don't understand his store. Which I, I thought he a, was like a strip club owner or something. He was. It's a past tense thing. Whenever they visit him, he's in that sort of distaff dollar store situation without a sign (laughs) (laughs) and he's just in there alone it it really feels like a a front for someone else's money that he doesn't quite ever gain from in particular beyond his jet ski which we see him at on at the end i do i do like his uh his dutch boy haircut though (laughs) there's a lot of incredibly bad hair in this movie it is a cavalcade of problematic hair. It's problematic hair, bad piercings, worse tattoos, <laughs> a lot of acid wash, even though it's 2019. Um, some safari vests that have never been on safari. A lot of a lot of sequin shirts. <laughs> yes. Oh, and you feel like I don't. At one point, I feel like, well, obviously, this is not a life I want to be a part of. These are not people that I would normally associate with. Am I simply laughing at those who are less fortunate than I am? But very, but any of the people that it's legitimately asking you to go, oh, my God, look at this person, honestly, has put themselves in a position of power. And while that power is fleeting and should be instantly taken away from all of them, at the very least, I'm very rarely asked to uh, laugh at Carol's volunteers or the people who are working for Joe Exotic or the. <laughs> the... No, they're they're pitiful. Like the the, yeah. the 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 one guy is like clearly drunk in one scene. Yes. Like just oh f- God, falling God. all over his bed and all, and it's just like. All he wanted to do was take care of those tigers. That was his whole mission. It was just like keep these tigers alive and then when it fails his life is worthless and you're like oh no no you shouldn't have never been in that position and now it's all all your worldview and everything about you has been yanked out from underneath you it just is insanely tragic yeah it it it, it is you know, when you and you know, Joe makes it so much about himself. I mean, another oh my god, I can't believe I'm I'm you know watching this moment is for Travis's funeral, mm. where Joe starts talking about how he doesn't he stuck his balls in people's faces, and I was like, what in God's name? And everybody's like laughing, like yeah, he sure did that. And of course, he had to sing an original, oh. co- you know, co- you know, composition about his, uh, you know, the, one of the loves of his life, and then he got married to someone yeah. else two weeks, two months later. Oh my God, it's just so very, very tragic. His the husband number one, when he learns that Joe is under federal examination, oh, he's, like, he's what? like, what, what, what. <laughs> <laughs> The guy I was supposedly sleeping with to really, but really just smoking meth while things happened around me? That guy? That would occasionally take glamour shots with? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, one person we haven't discussed quite yet and should, I think is the person who's the most with it intellectually. Um, therefore someone who carries a lot of guilt around with him is Rick Kirkman, the guy who, I guess he used to work for hard copy and, and Oh, the guy was filming like his, uh, his, his cameraman. Yeah. 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 He, he, you know, comes out of the, you know, not looking as quite as terrible as everybody else does. I think only because he, because everything he, all the exploitation he was working towards is undercut by someone burning it all up. Right. Um, oh my God. Wow. I, now, do you believe that Joe had someone burn that thing to the ground? Or do you think that Kirkman? Actually... No, of course it was Joe. Of course okay. it was Joe. Because it certainly walks like Joe. <laughs> yeah, no, of course, of course it was Joe. <laughs> he seems to have picked up one of Kirkman's hats, put it on top of him put his hair into a bun and tried to do some sort of impression walking away from it but it really does seem like joe they never flashed to like any evidence of this man who recorded everything he ever did there's no video evidence of him being elsewhere for this magical uh funeral that he was going to <laughs> it's like oh hmm that's and and yet he skates on that. Yeah, but then that, the, but then you know he says, "Oh well, uh, uh, you know, Kirkman did it," and but then nobody nobody does anything with it. Yeah, it goes nowhere. It's it's almost like well, that's just what happens. It's Oklahoma, like forget about it, Jake. It's Chinatown in Oklahoma. <laughs> it's like that's what happens around here. Sometimes shit just burns down. Yeah. Sometimes gators get boiled alive in their own tanks. That's, oh my God, so gross. Every part of it is so terribly gross. And yet, in just amazingly compelling. It is, yeah. It's like, I hope something, I hope things worked out for some of these people. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I hope those underneath are able to get out from underneath these people but i truly wish the worst for people like doc antle oh like, yeah 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 totally yeah he's that's just a guy a who could burn in hell elite scumbag just the fucking worst i i just i don't i i, I don't under quite understand how everyone involved in this is at their their deepest darkest core the same person yeah yeah and, and but they also but they also think that they're they also think that they're better than everybody else it's wild man it is fucking wild um carol baskin at a certain point is informed that uh joe exotic is is looking to kill her and but she continues to ride the same bike path and then says to the camera, there are times in which I wish he would kill me because then it would progress the movement that much farther forward. That's, that's, something, um, that's something a reasonable person would say. Yes, totally. Because it's not about her. It's about the tigers, of course. Uh, but it's so entirely about her. And then 
Uh, this is not uh, an observation I know about, but just I happened to be lucky enough to see the meme, in which I guess the street that she was walking down alone, uh, in Nebraska Street in Tampa, apparently is a hotbed of prostitution. Great. So, <laughs> so her ability to find this guy who event four years later will become her husband that she kills for his money is... He this was not an innocent meeting in any way, shape, no. or form. Well, especially since all. she she gives some bizarre explanation where he keeps trying to pick her up. She says no. He drives away. He drives back, and then he gives her a gun and says, "Point the gun at me, so I won't hurt you." <laughs> and and thus and thus a a a a relation a romance for the ages is born. <laughs> because that's how it all. That is a wonderful meet cute. The hold this gun on me because I just got to talk. And then his lawyer, her, the husband that she kills, allegedly, his lawyer was like, you know what? I know he's dead because he probably got thrown out of an airplane. You're like, what? (laughs) I like, I I like, I I like his big chair and his, his wonder bread tie. (laughs) Every background in this entire show, is if we were to do the full breakdown of it, we wouldn't end until 2026. <laughs> it's just one mound of insanity after another. Just from flower crowns to one guy who's, his, who's Carol's ex-husband's business manager who has a gold baby and a safe in the shot like nothing about this tells me you earn money legitimately <laughs> one one guy is a uh, he he for some reason interviewed taking a bath <laughs> he's wearing shorts for for some reason yeah becky said how much do you think how much convincing do you think it took to for the director to say hey take a bath and continue this interview i'm like no I think they just kept the camera rolling. He was going to take that half-clothed bath regardless. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find that that wonderful individual's name. I'm scrolling through all of these people. Uh, is that... That's not Tim Stark. He's another grosso. Oh, Alan Glover. He's the one who takes three grand of Joe Exotic's money. To go kill Carol Baskin and just decides to get high on cocaine and go to strip clubs. And then after the fact, he's like, I guess I didn't do it. That's not a denial. How are you not in jail? How are you not in jail? Yeah, he says, he says, apparently I chickened out. And it's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you, you mean, either, apparently? You either you did or you didn't. <laughs> he says like completely disassociative from him like rumor has it on the street i didn't kill that woman oh wait wait a second a she's still alive and b you were around for this you're that person stop talking about it like you're another guy with a teardrop tattoo (laughs) which is something i point i noticed finally uh because i think there's there's there is a lot of manipulation to how this is edited together like 
all documentaries. Oh, sure. Like no, nobody, nobody is happy with how they, in reading, in reading like follow-up articles, nobody's happy with how they, how they came. Nor should they be. No. I'm glad they're not happy. That brings me joy. They should all be mad. I think that for whatever reason, Carol didn't think an entire episode would be devoted to her killing her husband. (laughs) (laughs) And yet she has been talking about it on television for decades now. So she had to know it would come up. She seems very prepared to rebut it with her own magical thinking. I just don't think she thought they could present it in a way that made a compelling case that she totally fucking killed her husband. I think she's, she, uh, like, as you proposed earlier, she thinks she's too smart for all of this. Yeah, and and that's the problem. Everybody in this thinks that they're one step ahead of everybody else. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Any last thoughts uh, for this emergency Tiger King recap? (laughs) I mean, if you things are bad right now, and and if you if you need to be just kind of pulled out of you know, worrying about you know news and and whatever idiocy Trump is saying, or you have, you know, frantically checking your feet your 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 forehead every half hour or so, you know it 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 works well. It's it's so like I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. I if you, I mean, I I, I don't say I can't say I enjoyed it. But it was fascinating, and and yes, it's fascinating, it fascinating in a in a. I can't believe these people have gotten away with this for this long, and I cannot believe that there are up to eleven thousand tigers just living in people's houses, just living in people's houses. <laughs> like like imagine just just you know can you imagine just you know someone in your neighborhood has a tiger? Yeah. I mean, that's the crazy thing is I guess it's, it's the gamble it, people put yeah, themselves into. If they don't own tigers, they own fucking chimpanzees. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we don't need to recall that the horrible story a couple of years ago about the woman getting literally getting her face ripped off by a chimpanzee. Because you know why? They're not pets. Yeah. They, they are, is it like four times stronger or eight times stronger than men? Far stronger. They, strong they can, enough to start ripping people. They can off. fuck you up. And you've got people putting them in diapers and putting baby bonnets on them. Like, cute, look at the little monkey. <laughs> you know, like like if I went to someone's house and they came out, oh, here's my chimpanzee. I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I <laughs> you know, no, I don't. I, I don't want to meet your chimpanzee. I, I do not no. want to meet your tiger. It's just because not... I am because I am delicious, and they're going to try to eat me. <laughs> well, that's very presumptive. I mean, I believe you are delicious, Gina, but. <laughs> Deep down, I know this to be true, but, you know, we need to have some level of humility. Um, I don't believe I'm that delicious. <laughs> I still think a chimpanzee would want to rip my face off because I've had interactions with horses and horses are like, fuck, no. <laughs> this one? Uh-uh. Yeah, and horses are, you know, you know, domesticated. They're not yeah. like chimpanzees, but, you know, horses, if they don't like your face, they're yeah. going to start like kicking at you and, and because that's what animals do. You know, yeah. if you if you if you you want to keep an animal as a pet, get a fucking cat, like a like a yeah. little cat, like a house cat, not yeah. a literal tiger. No, no one, no one needs to own a tiger. It's just it's a pa- it's it's a power that. move. It, it's you know I have the money to own a tiger, except none of these people have money. 
You know, either because they, <laughs> they, are, they are misrepresenting themselves or because they are spending all the money and feeding these fucking things. And that's where I came down to like this. That's where the fantasy of this started butting very aggressively up against our new reality is that the flimsy layer of fantasy of how the tiger business works is very analogous to the flimsy layer of how our American business works. Right. And all it takes is four weeks to just, it all crumbles to dust. And that's, that should raise people's alarm bells. It honestly should. It, it, it shouldn't should be, be, it shouldn't be, easy, it shouldn't be easy to go buy a tiger. No, it should not be easy to own anything that can kill as many people as a tiger can, or let's say a gun can, because while a car can be dangerous, it's actually built with safety features to prevent it from happening. You you have to be responsible to drive it around, but there are so many hoops that you need to go through in order to do that. And yet there are no hoops for any of these other infinitely more dangerous things. I mean, how many how many how many human beings do you think have been fed to Joe's tigers? More than we're aware of. <laughs> like I'm very surprised that Human remains. Well, his tell is that when he's talking about Carol Baskin murdering her husband, that a tiger's stomach is so acidic that when it eats a whole turkey, no bones come out the other end. It's just able to absorb all of it. And you're like, well, you seem to know a lot about that. Yeah. I I don't think it's all turkey based. No, no. Uh, so yes, I think Doc Antle's definitely up to his eyeballs in it. Definitely, you know, would be, uh, Scarface in Florida is up to it. And Carol has one tiger who ate well once. We know that much. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you gotta uh, go, get eaten by a tiger is, uh, it's pretty great. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess. As long as they start with the head and work their way down. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to start with my foot. That could be pretty awful, but. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want, I don't want that survivor type style thing. (laughs) (laughs) You're being eaten slowly to live. uh, It's not okay. That's, you know, that whole like uh, that crazy monster on the ground in Star Wars that swallows (laughs) up Boba Fett. Yeah, the Sarlacc. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's fucking nightmare fuel. Yes. Like if you don't think I had multiple conversations about that with Oliver, guess again because he had questions for days <laughs> about being swallowed by a giant desert mouth where you're digested for a hundred years. That sounds terrible. It does. It doesn't sound fun. I'll tell you that right fucking now. <laughs> and that guy had a fucking jetpack on his back, and he's like. Can't get out of this. I, think. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Jetpacks. Um, so that's it for our emergency. Uh, we didn't want to leave people, you know, on their own. Uh, in times like this, sometimes hearing a voice, even if they're goofing off, 
Um, you kind of need it. And so we get it. We're, we're going to try to do these if we can. They might be super short. They might they might be as long as this. I, I'm not particularly sure what exactly they will be. But we're going to try. We're, we're going to honestly try to keep up with you, even though we are not a weekly show. We're, we're going to try. We are, we are playing things extremely by ear like the rest of the world is now. But we, we, we have put out plenty of capital C content for you. Yeah. And the other thing is a lot of our episodes were recorded in advance of all of this happening. So if we seem somewhat disassociated <laughs> with it, it's only because of how far in advance a lot of this stuff was recorded. This this is happening the week it's being released. So Yeah, so. we we, we wanna we, we, we want you to know that, that this fucking sucks and we acknowledge it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that just about does it for us, but we'll be back next week, uh, to talk more about Freddy versus Jason. Our guest will be Chelsea Stardust. Uh, she's the director of Satanic Panic and it's a really fun episode. And we talk about, uh, Freddy and Jason and their, uh, post corn rave, uh, massacres. They don't own any tigers. That, that, they that don't. makes, that makes them both better people than Joe Exotic and Doc Antle by just this much um, and so that just about does it uh, until next week for myself and for Gina bye bye everyone bye don't own tigers do, do not and don't take mess don't take